everybody. Welcome to another episode of Andrew and Andrew on Texas Criminal Defense. I'm Andrew Harris. I'm Andrew Decker. There's Mr. Decker. How are you, sir? Got Doing okay. Pearly whites going on. Yeah, just I was at the dentist less than an hour ago. Hey, they didn't have to numb anything. No. Sound no. pretty great. They, they said my teeth look good to you in six months. Fantastic. I love it. That usually, like, I always end up getting a dentist appointment that's like towards the end of the month and they need to make some numbers. So they just start, oh, you got cavities, you got this, you got that. And I, I'm, I'm like, no, I don't, man. I've seen your personal hygiene. That might be true. Second, so wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the solution to that, stop going to the dentist. Amen, brother. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we have a repeat uh, interviewee on today's episode. We do. We are honored. This is, this is only our second repeater. That's right. That's right. And um, so Tobias Lopez is joining us again to well, talk about what? Yeah. Welcome back to the show, Tobias. Yeah. Tobias. Hey, good to have, good to be back. Appreciate you guys having me again. We've got some updates to talk about. So you guys are timely. Right. Right. So um, originally we had Tobias Lopez on the show to talk about a case uh, where, and we were celebrating. He had just gone up to the second court of appeals and gotten a ruling in our favor. Still something to celebrate. That's pretty remarkable. Right. And that was on the what harassment uh, statute. That's correct. The Texas harassment statute, specifically 42.07 a seven, which deals just specifically with harassment through electronic communication. So gotcha. a little quick background. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Catch us up. August 25th, 2012, just about six months shy of 10 years ago, Charles Barton has a harassment case brought against him by his now ex-wife. Charles comes to Ed Jones Law Firm, which I'm an associate attorney of, hires Ed Jones to fight the case. And so the allegations are he sends repeated electronic communications meant to annoy, alarm, harass, et cetera. So that is section A7 of the harassment law. So Ed Jones had, had done some research. He had seen how stalking and harassment cases had been overturned repeatedly uh, in, different, in different states around the nation. And so he says to me, hey, let's, let's look into this. Uh, we looked into why certain states had uh, overturned it. The harassment statutes had to rewrite them because they were too overbroad, too vague, too all-encompassing, uh, and infringed on our First Amendment rights. So we go to Criminal Court 8, which is Judge Van over here in Tarrant County. We originally filed a motion to quash knowing Vanover was going to rule against us, but he was perfectly happy to give us leave of the court and send it up to the Court of Criminal Appeals for them to decide. He's like, it's not my job to decide, but I think you make a good case. Let's roll it and see what happens. Uh, we also filed a writ of habeas corpus saying that he was being held on an unconstitutional statute and being out on bond for an unconstitutional statute. We think that should be overturned as well. Again, Vanover rules against us with the knowledge that we were going to challenge this up to the Court of Criminal Appeals. 
So that's when we last talked was after we had gotten the verdict from the second court of appeals that says, yes, we agree with you, Tobias. We agree with you, Ed Jones. This is bad law. It's too overbroad. It brings in way too many things other than what it's designed to uh, curtail the particular harassment uh, behavior. You still right. with me? <laughs> and you gave the example, and I love this example. Uh, Tobias, you and I are both both dads. That if you sent repeated text messages to your kid saying, mow the lawn. Have you mowed the lawn? Did you mow the lawn yet? Hey, it's three o'clock. Have you mowed the lawn? It's going to be five o'clock soon. Have you mowed the lawn? I need the lawn mowed. That technically you are trying to annoy your kid to mow the lawn. And that would be a, what, a class B misdemeanor? Yeah, well, not technically. You are. That is my intent when I tell my son, go mow the lawn. Right. Trying to annoy the devil out of him to get a right. butt up off the couch but and I go mow the lawn. Right. But under the statute, as broadly as it's written, I have violated the law. My son could file harassment charges, and based on the law, as it's written, I have sent repeated communications electronically that are meant to annoy. Yes, I meant to annoy him. I meant to harass him to go mow the lawn. And so I'm in violation of the statute. You know, the other area that, that Bonnie Sutterith, the Chief Justice of the Senate Court of Criminal Appeals, brought up during the hearing was like, at this time it was President Trump, but he sends out repeated tweets and a lot of people are annoyed by them. And so he is in violation of the statute. And even the state had to admit, yes, former President Trump's behavior would violate the statute as it's written. So now your concern is, if I'm running for political office and my opponent sends out a couple of tweets against my policy and my thing, he's meant to alarm people. Hey, don't let Tobias win. He's a radical anarchist from the Satan party, right? I can vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> so then all of a sudden I say, hey, officer, he's harassing me. He sent out repeated electronic communications that are meant to alarm people not to vote for me. And if I get a friendly police officer, he could go arrest the guy and charge him for harassment. And that's political discourse that I think we would all understand to be protected speech. Um, yeah. And so it's just, it's so broad, it could apply to so many areas. And that was the gist of our argument. It's just too broad. It chills too much of our free speech. Yeah, I remember you uh, from the original uh, interview. Uh, you mentioned that that little anecdote that the uh, the chief justice of the second court of appeals said uh, to the to the state about you know then President Trump, and I was just like, man, that is uh, that that's that's got to be a nail in the coffin of anything that's you know in the state of Texas that's going to say President Trump can't you know is violating the law from this or that or whatever. But yeah, I, I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned that again. That was. Uh, um, Man, that's like a memorable part of that interview. Yeah, it was really funny. And and, and that was Chief Justice brought that up in, yeah. in, the, in the appeals. Right. So, so I mean, she, she was on board with us from the get. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, it, it, make, it makes sense. You know, I mean, it, it really does. Um, so the state is not okay with that, uh, with that ruling. And they they take it up to the Court of Criminal Appeals. That's correct. And so just hold on, hold on, hold on. Just sure. saying, just to remind our listeners, right? In Texas, we have a bifurcated appeal system after the initial appeal appeals courts. 
So we don't send our criminal cases to the Supreme Court of Texas. Right. We send them to the Court of Criminal Appeals, which is effectively a Supreme Court only for criminal cases in, in Texas. Yeah, for a state uh, at the state level. Right. Uh, so just there's just your, for those who, who may be catching up and, and not really familiar with that. There, there's your CLE for the episode on that, <laughs> Defenders. Absolutely. Yes, it's the same level as the Supreme Court, but they just hear different cases, criminal criminal appeals, as opposed to a civil matter that would then go to the Supreme Court. Correct. Tell us about that process. Okay, so that process we filed two years ago. Um, we were hoping to have oral arguments in front of the state court. They took up our case, but denied us oral arguments. So they were just going to read, you know, everything that was in the record from the initial motion to quash, the writ of habeas corpus, the hearing itself in front of the second court of appeals, they just basically reviewed it on paper, I guess, as a, as a layman's way of looking at it. And so we'd been waiting for two years to see whether or not they would agree with us or they would uh, agree with the state and say, no, this is good law. And okay. we finally got an opinion last Wednesday. Yeah, April the 6th. This I put it in the outline. This is fresh. It's this, fresh. <laughs> this, this is, and when it comes to, to rulings, I don't think we've had anybody as recent. We've had one that was like a month or two old. This one, when at time of broadcast, will be nine days old. Tobias, you've given us a new record, and we appreciate that effort. It's a hot potato. That's right. Well, I appreciate you guys jumping on it right off the jump. All right. Well, it helps that you like stopped me in the hallway at the courthouse and went, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was angry. <laughs> actually, yeah, actually Tobias didn't stop me. He called me last Wednesday night at about eight o'clock. And, and I've known Tobias, what, about 10, 11 years. And outside of sports, I've never seen him this worked up. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fair, that is a fair assessment. Uh, okay, certainly so, not up in, in the legal field have I ever been this worked up. Yeah, no, I was like, Tobias is hot. We got to get this on the show. Um, so the ruling com comes down on April the 6th. Uh, and some of, some of the argument, which we're not surprised this often happens in appeals, uh, the state, the, the, the court of criminal appeals basically says is mute, mute. It, it doesn't even, they don't even have to talk about it. And so yeah. I really don't, I don't care that our listeners hear this part because it's, it's a fancy way of going. This doesn't apply. Right. Yeah. No, it's no longer, you know, valid or ripe. Um, so, so what, what are they? Can you summarize what the state did argue that was heard? Uh, yeah, well, they, they originally tried to argue that, that the issue of overbrought was not brought up, but yet in their brief, they had one subheading that said the statute is not overbroad. <laughs> so that was, that was pretty <laughs> unique. Uh, but all, all of the same agreements that it, it doesn't show free speech, it's criminal activity, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, just what you would expect them to do in support of a statute that they don't want to see overturned rather than let's write a good, coherent, clear law. They just want to go as is. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I think that, well, it just becomes really difficult when we, when we have laws that criminalize what no one intends. And, and this is going to become a big word in this, in this piece. If, if, my reading of the of the opinion is correct 
the intention becomes important, not what is said. Is that is that a in in a one sentence? Um. Well, no. I mean, I I think it's I think it's less about the intent, and they they sort of overlook intent, and more just took the out of well, it's not speech. So therefore it's not protected by the first amendment. Right. 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 And yeah. so intent isn't, isn't going to be where the next step of the challenge lies. It's going to be, we believe, you know, I, I believe this, Ed Jones believes this, um, you know, we've worked with a couple of fellas down in Houston to do some of this that jumped on at the state level. Um, that it, it's just, it's silly to, for anyone outside of the legal realm. And this is what happens. We become lawyers and we stop thinking like normal common sense human beings or regular people that are living their daily lives. Right. What the but definition of is, is. Yeah. Right, exactly. And so what they come down on in, in the opinion, it was a five to four opinion against us. The Court of Criminal Appeals says this is good law because it prohibits non-speech conduct. Now, if you go out into the public and go to the mall and just start asking people, do you think your tweets, do you think your emails, do you think your Instagram or TikTok, do you think you are protected First Amendment freedom of speech right in that kind of communication? I would think 100 out of 100 people would say yes. My freedom of speech applies to what I put out through electronic communications. Yeah. The Court of Criminal Appeals does not see it that way. At least five out of nine didn't see that way. Four so we were on board. So we were talking before we started recording, and you kind of made an interesting point that that, you know, while evaluating whether or not subsection A7 is constitutional or not, they applied the analysis they had previously used to uphold subsection A4. That's correct. That's the gist of why they think it's non-speech conduct, because they upheld it in the Scott case. And A4 applies to think back into the 80s when all we had was landlines. And if you got upset at somebody, you dial their house, let it ring. As soon as they answer, you hang up. And then you dial them back and you hang up and you dial them back and you hang up. And you're not saying anything. You're not saying, Andrew Decker, you wear a goofy bow tie you're saying hey nothing. i wear very goofy bow ties thank you very much <laughs> right you say nothing so in that case yes it is non-speech conduct because you're not you're not communicating you're simply letting their phone ring in order to harass or annoy them right for right. them yeah, to apply yeah, that logic to modern day electronic media with tiktok email instagram direct messaging, whether that's through, you know, your phone or whatever. And to say that that is non-speech conduct is, is just silly to me. I, I just, I, I, you can't get to those parallels. And again, this is something that Suttereth adjust. She addressed it at the hearing in the said court of criminal appeals. She asked the state, well, surely you're not trying to say this is the same as that. And the state even had to concede at the argument, no, we understand that this is a different form of communication because it is. I mean, there's just, 
there's no rational, normal person out there that's going to say that this is the same thing as letting someone's phone ring over and over again. So for them to apply, try to apply that same logic to this uh, communications that we have now, that's changing, you know, what's next after TikTok, you know, whatever our new media, electronic media is going to be. Whatever uh, I invent and become a billionaire with. Hey, I'm right there with you. All right. Brother. So, so I, I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate, right? And we talked about this before we came on the air. So again, it's one thing if I'm blowing on my kid's phone and typing out, mow the lawn, mow the lawn. Hey, dummy, do have you mowed the lawn? Have you gotten out of bed and mowed the lawn? Are you still playing video games? Go mow the lawn, right? The speech is the annoying ring in my ears, right? And that's what, that's what Tobias, you're saying is protected, correct? The content of the message. No, the content of the message, because right. the, if so, I just send you a, a text with a period or an ellipses or a question mark over and over again, you could make an argument there that you're not having communication, right? Right. But if I'm doing that over and over and it's causing, so like if I'm in court uh, and I'm trying not to pay attention to my phone, but it'll make my, my Apple watch give that just that little buzz. Yeah. One, I could ignore two. I can ignore about the third one. I'm like, who the hell is trying to get a hold of me? And then I realize it's like three or four different people just happen to message me at the same time. Right. Right. So, the act of the making the phone light up or ring or bing or my Apple watch shake, however you want to put it could be annoying regardless of what is said. That's true. And, and, and I'm, we're never said that there shouldn't be a statute prohibiting people from harassing somebody. We just want it to be narrowly defined where it doesn't infringe on the greater wider political discourse the ability to communicate, the ability to all of us to have a fight with our significant other, which we've all done through text, and not be criminally punished for it. Right. right? Because right. what one police officer might say, yeah, dude, he's harassing her. Another one would be like, they're having a fight, dude. We all do that. That's not a crime. Right. right. It, it's, it's uh, you know, it can't be uniformly enforced as compared to a theft from Walmart if you shove a hot dog pack down your purse and run out the door, 10 out of 10 police officers are going to arrest you for theft. It's very clear. It's understood. But you could have officer to officer disagree on, well, no, they're just having a fight. That's not a crime. And another officer might be sensitive and say, no, he's harassing her. I'm going to arrest him. Right. So there's all sorts of just wide ranging ways this could play out. And the other thing is, what does it mean to annoy somebody? Right. Again, as we talked about the Weird Al Yankovic discourse i think weird al's annoying my brother loves him who's right right your brother right me right my brother everybody says that Weird Al's still popular, <laughs> apparently. so um, so yeah i i do i understand i understand it and it, it's it is where it becomes very difficult right and, and i've i've actually said if we if you watch a rom-com i'm not a huge rom-com fan but you know i've watched a few of them my day half of them Basically, if you played it out under the laws of stalking, harassment, you know, uh, I'm amazed how many of them really are teaching you how to how, how to get get past a bad personal initial date by breaking the law. Right. right. 
we all yeah. have grandparents that said, no, he asked me out the first time. And I said, no, I didn't want to go out with that geeky boy. And he kept asking me and kept asking me and kept asking yeah. me. And finally, after about 15 times, I said, fine, I'll go out with you one Saturday night. And I realized he was the love of my life. That's freaking breaking the law now. You can't ask that woman out that many times. Right. Absolutely, man. Uh, John Cusack would be arrested and say anything. For uh, that's exactly, that's exactly right. right. Throws, that, throws that rock and then plays that music. Yes, it is full on stalking under the statute. That's what I'm saying. Right. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's just so overbroad that there's just it's just too overbroad. You just can't. It's got to be narrowly tailored to address the issue at hand of somebody who really is, you know, creepy guy who's just harassing somebody and not all this wide ranging other things. But even, you know, in this, you know, in this instance where they're, you know, they are, there is like an argument going on and he may be getting text, you know, receiving text messages as much as he's sending them. Uh, but I'm just even trying, I've been trying to think of scenarios where I can separate like the vehicle of a text message from the content of the message. And I don't know how, I don't know how you would be able to do that. You know what I mean? Because they're because the CCA is saying it's not the content, it's the vehicle, it's the it's the mode of sending this message over and over again and annoying or harassing because of the notifications or whatever. Right? I mean, so but how can how can you and they're saying that that is not speech, but the content is free speech and it's protected. So I just don't understand that. Like my mind is not able to separate the two. So I think I'm well, gonna. I think I'm on. To, I'm on team Tobias on this one. <laughs> well, unfortunately, Justice Keller, who wrote the dissent, uh, who was joined uh, by four of the justices who agreed and said, "No, this is bad law." I mean, let's just look at his dissenting opinion, and I'll just read the first paragraph. Oh, the first paragraph is golden. I'm, I may. I, I may tweet it out later. Yeah. So, and th this is again where we talk about common sense and and take your judge's hat off and just think common sense. He writes in the dissent, suppose a citizen unhappy with an opinion from this court sent repeated emails to a group of like-minded citizens saying, Texas is in trouble. This is arguably the most devastating ruling I've ever received from a court. It's time to get serious. Get on the phone, write letters to everyone you know, make them aware of what's happening. Name names on this court. If this stands, we lose Texas. It's do or die time. And then he asked the question, has a citizen committed a crime? And he says, under the court's decision today, the answer is yes. And then he says, at the risk of being prosecuted myself for violating statute 4207A7 of the Texas Penal Code, let me say here that the people of Texas should be alarmed by this holding. How, how many times do you think she's written those last words? Yeah. The people of just, Texas. Just, just a reminder, presiding judge, that's what the PJ is. Presiding judge Sharon Keller um, might, might be a woman, and we, we do apologize if we address her as a man. So, Sorry. yeah, so, so Judge Keller, you know, I mean, how many times do you think she's written that, right? Like, the people of Texas should be alarmed. Probably not often. I wouldn't think so. That's pretty strong language. That's pretty strong and, language. And then, and it goes on. Um, yeah, she 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 is 
she's almost as hot as as Tobias is. I've I, I read I read the dissent, and yeah, she's she's upset. Yeah, she she seems alarmed alarmed and annoyed. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's well. Think about. I mean, think about the political discourse. Think about. I mean, these are elected positions. The the CCA justices are or judges. Um, think think about the ramifications of that, right? Because they send out fundraising text messages, emails, phone calls, robocalls. Uh, and we're, you know, I mean, we're dealing with electronic communication, but uh, they engage in this same or similar type of behavior. Absolutely, they do. And because in Texas, the judges are politically affiliated, you know, the, the right's going to say, just like we saw with Jackson's confirmation, she's soft on crime, right? And, and yep. how many times did you see that? And now all of a sudden you have to say, okay, you're annoying me. You're alarming me by saying I'm soft on crime. You know, every senator who sent that out during the confirmation hearings is now guilty of the harassment. You know, Clarence yeah. Thomas, we've seen his wife, the emails that are surrounding the uh, Capitol insurrection on the 6th, January 6th, right? She was one of the people sending repeated emails saying, hey, we've got to stop the steal, stop the steal. Well, in Texas, she's violated this statute. Now, what's Clarence Thomas going to do when that question's raised to him? Oh, yeah. Oof. Man. Right. Well, that's because a, that's a good violated the statute with those emails. They were that's... repeated. They said, stop the steal. They were meant yeah. to alarm people. Some people are, who are on the opposite political spectrum are going to say those are annoying to me. They're harassing me. I yeah, mean, think of the public policy that that this is not this is untenable for sure. So and that's a great that's kind of a great segue there. Like what what is the next step? You know, it, it will this get in front of Justice Thomas at some point? Well, that'd be great, wouldn't it? It would be um, great. <laughs> well, we're, we're in the planning stages now. We would all like to char to continue the fight. Yeah. Um, you know, the Supreme Court doesn't grant cert to a lot of stuff, right? They right, hear, yeah. what, 180 they heard last year, and that was considered a, a heavy workload. Uh, and I don't know how many get filed every every year. I would think it would be thousands. Sure. Um so it's hard to get cert from the Supreme Court, but but we, right now, you know, Ed and I discussed this, you know, several times in the last week. Uh, you know, we here at Ed Jones Law Office want to continue the fight. Obviously, we've got to get the client on board. You know, this yeah. has been hanging out there over his head for nine and a half years yeah, on a misdemeanor. You know, let's not get carried away. It's still just a misdemeanor. Uh, so, you know, he's 66 now, you know, is he going to decide, well, you know, uh, we put up a good fight, but let, let's just move on. Or is he going to, you know, be ready to fight it? I hope that he'll be ready to fight it. Um, we're not committed at this point. Yeah. Certainly Ed and myself really want to keep the fight going uh, because I think we've got a really strong argument to right. make. And, and, and especially bolstered by the the dissent's arguments. Yeah, and and I think and I think that there are um, groups uh, of attorneys and and so forth. This is one of those pieces where I think you'll find people will help pick this up, right? This is 
and because it's not about necessarily a case or even harassment cases, it's about anytime you start messing with the first amendment, we should all get as upset as the second amendment people get about the second amendment. Yeah. Right. And I'm, yeah. you know, and I'm saying that as somebody who, who owns firearms, right. I have a right to own them. Right. We all get upset about that. We, it, well, this, no, is, this, the kinda, yeah, this, this is the first one. It's number one on the book. I think that, you know, this is the, this is like one of those cases, uh, kind of like what Andrew was saying, where you're going to, you're going to see people become friends over this issue that would never and, and won't ever again associate, <laughs> you know, or be on the same team. Right. Because if either political party is going to exactly. be offended by this when their opponent does it to them. Yeah. You're, right. you're, they're going to, they're going to be like, like we agree with possible? the amicus brief. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's absolutely. interesting. It's interesting. Um, so I went back, you know, you read, you read a statute and you think, you know what it says, right? We've all been talking about sending that, you know, we've talked about TikTok and I was like, well, does that really apply? Or, you know, I think it's more a text message. It, it says the person commits an offense if they intend to harass an oil arm abuser or another, not the receiver. Right. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, this good, is, good this is where it is very different than a phone call. Absolutely. Right. To call my mom's house or to call my house in 1986, there was one, we, 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 we were not rich people. We had one phone, one number, line, yeah. one line, right? You had to dial that line and I didn't have to be home. Somebody was going to be annoyed by it, but it was going to be one household. Yeah. Right. This, and they do it repeatedly to offend another. It doesn't say the receiver. Right. Right. Sweet baby Jesus. This, yeah, <laughs> this really is way overbroad. Like yes. it, ne it needs to be like, even the, uh, even if you just narrowed it down from the another to the receiver or the intended receiver. Right. Right. Absolutely. Because, because I truly, yeah. Uh, sorry. I, I've, I had an aha moment to bias. Um, that, that happens. Wait, would this podcast count? I mean, like, could we, I mean, I, you know, intent is still a, a, at issue, right? But somebody could be annoyed with this podcast. Oh God, I'm annoyed with this you're, podcast. You're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all annoying, but you're intending to raise the alarm about this statute that you don't agree with and you don't agree with this ruling. You are raising the alarm. So yes, if we do this again, I guess we've done it twice now. So yes, we are all three breaking the law right now. Because we've done it. I repeat. think we might have to have a third one to have a repeat, right? So, well, do we? We'll see you next. We'll see you next week. The statute, <laughs> the statute doesn't say what repeated means. Ah, oh, jeez. Twice repeated. And yeah, yes, but they, we talk yeah, about yeah. another. And we brought this up during the during the arguments. Let's say Andrew, you and I are sitting around, and I show you a text message that Andy sends to me. He says, "Tobias, man, you smell bad." you stink. And then he sends it again. No, I'm serious, dude. You smell bad. Go put on some deodorant. And I'm like, ah, he's crazy. And then you're like, no, Tobias, you're my friend. That's, that's bullshit. He shouldn't be saying that to you. So because yeah. you saw the text and you are annoyed by it, even though the text is sent to me because it says another, then Andy is culpable. Well, then how, how is that? How are they basing the text is not speech argument on that particular scenario I, I then then it wouldn't if it's to uh if it can offend or harass another then it doesn't matter what vehicle the message is being sent in right it doesn't matter if that's email text message tweet whatever 
as long it's as it's electronic. The, the speech is what is annoying or harassing yeah, or alarming absolutely. in that instance. 100%. And that is still, so they're, yeah, man. I, okay. Yeah, I don't. Well, and, and again, let's go back to Twitter and political discord, right? And me and Decker are running for the same bench, right? And sure. I say, again, Decker wears bad bow ties and it doesn't offend him. We're friends. He knows I'm kidding. But yeah. other people that are in the bow tie society see that tweet are like, that pisses me off, man. <laughs> they are now offended, right? They are now annoyed. So they, then I violated it because even though you're not annoyed by it, they are because they're your right. supporters. Yeah, and, it, does, it doesn't even say the intended receiver, right? It's, right. it's another. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for Ugh. bringing that up, Decker. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Makes me, makes Man. me annoyed. <laughs> okay. So, Tobias, still love the fight, man. I know it didn't come down your way on the uh, with the CCA, but uh, you, you definitely like can feel the passion uh, coming through the the Zoom conference call. Well, I appreciate that. I, I hope that you know we get to uh, to keep yeah. the fight going. Yeah, maybe we'll get to have round three in a couple of years. So, Tobias, you know we we always do our fun questions. We did them for you a while back. Do you have any updates on books recommended? You know what? I just ordered one from Amazon that came this morning about uh, Ben Franklin, and apparently he left these uh, trusts in place to both Philly and uh, Boston that are still valid trusts that are being used today. And it's a comparison about how those funds that Ben Franklin left 200 years ago are being utilized today. So I heard about it on the radio, I'm gonna find out if it's as good as they made it sound. It could be boring as all get out, but they made it sound <laughs> really interesting on the radio. So I'll find out uh, this weekend if, if Ben Franklin's a genius or if he's just a kooky old guy that left money that could never be spent the way he wanted it all right all right That's what about fantastic. music any any new uh anything new you're listening to right now um not the new you know you guys know i'm a blues guy right. um, and the so blues don't change I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna call out andy platt and ferguson taylor ferguson yeah who were bagging on blues music this week <laughs> and i'm just like okay if you're bagging on blues music, but then you're talking about the Cranberries Linger song. Come on. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's me. I don't think it's me and Stevie Ray Vaughan and Albert King that you should be bagging on. I think you <laughs> yeah. need to take a long look at the mirror. So if you know, well, and, and, and obviously, that, obviously we support the blues because our intro and outro music is is a blues riff. Yeah. So, um, so and then finally, Taylor Ferguson are morons when it comes to music. <laughs> We'll, we'll ask him to be on the show for a uh, rebuttal. Right, right. They'll get to file a dissent. Uh, any, <laughs> any new advice for us that you've gotten recently? New advice? Yeah. You might not. You might be like, no, I'll pass on that. <laughs> no, uh, no. My advice is about as, <laughs> about as worthless as the uh, Court of Criminal Appeals decision. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think it, it, if anything, um, you know, what our, what our listeners can take away from you and your efforts, just keep fighting, keep fighting for what's right. That's what I got from it. Right. Well, and, and honestly, what I get from it is that when you're fighting a fight worth having, yeah, you get energy from the fight. Uh, indeed. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You get energized in the process even even when it's a tough fight, right? You know, if if you don't want to do something, 
something easy is hard to do. But if you're doing something that's worth doing and you want to do and you want to win, even the hard work is is worth doing. Mm -hmm. And so I'll, I'll make that the advice for the day. Sounds great to me. Tobias, how, uh, again, you know, we asked this last time, but uh, if our, any of our listeners needed to reach out to you, wanted to contact you, needed a representation, how would they find you? Yeah, it's the, again, as I've mentioned several times, at Jones Law Firm, uh, just call us 817-335-0200. And we will include that number on the show notes. All right. Well, once again, we are Andrew and Andrew on Texas Criminal Defense. Um, we thank, well, that's probably, that's probably annoying right there. We just yeah, repeat the and over and over, over and over and over again. Yeah. So I will not give you our Twitter today because I don't <laughs> want to annoy you with that or, or our Facebook. Nope. Um, I'm just going to say, find us on the web, um, at texascrimdefense.com. Please let us know if you have an idea for the show. We love to get ideas. Uh, they, it really does help us. Um, Tobias reaching out to me about this. I was like, we're immediately going to get him on the show. So. Yeah, yeah. It's a great update. And we obviously thank Tobias and Ed Jones for, uh, for fighting the good fight. Y'all have a good one. Yeah.